Today's episode of Locked On MLB is brought to you by Simply Safe. Home security with fast protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe 24/7 monitoring agents capture evidence to accurately verify a threat for faster police response. There is no safe like Simply Safe. Visit simplysafe.com/lockedonmlb to learn more and stay here because we are having a Sunday edition of Locked On MLB. You are Locked On MLB. Your daily MLB podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, baseball fans, and hello, live streamers, and hello, people who watch me on YouTube. Hello, people who listen to me in their earbuds, and hello, Philadelphia Phillies fans. And welcome to Lockdown MLB, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it is your team every day. This is the daily podcast we talk about all of Major League Baseball. I am your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. In the lower third, there you are. Call me Sully. On today's episode, which is being recorded and dropped and all good things on the 23rd day of October 2022, a day that Phillies fans have reclaimed. I'll tell you what I mean by that. Um, I'm Paul Francis Sullivan. I think I mentioned that. Call me Sully. Did I say that? I think I already did. Sorry. It's a little, it's a fun day of baseball. Maybe I'm tripping over myself a little bit. Follow us on Lockdown MLB Pods on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow me, Pal Sully, at Sully Baseball or Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. Well, I'm recording this. It's about 4.30 in the afternoon on Sunday here in Los Angeles County. And officially, no California teams will be playing in the 2022 World Series. The National League Championship Series ended about 15, 20 minutes ago. And the team that was the last team in is the last one standing. In an unbelievably deep National League, it was the Philadelphia Phillies who are going to the World Series. And they did so convincingly in five games over the other underdog. They had dueling underdogs uh, with the San Diego Padres. Um, I didn't see this coming, and neither did you. I just got off the fan the, the phone with two of the biggest Phillies fans that I know, my friend Michael X. Ferraro who's been a guest on this show and is going to be a guest again soon now that we know that the uh, Phillies are in the World Series. And my cousin Bill, who grew up in Wilmington, Delaware, as a rabid Philadelphia Phillies fan and remains a big Philadelphia Phillies fan. And they're just, they can't believe what has happened. They can't. I mean, remember, the Phillies hadn't been in the playoffs since Ryan Howard collapsed in a heap. In That team was one of the great Philadelphia teams of all time. 100-some-odd win team, Hall of Famer like Roy Halladay. All the great stars from 2008 were still there. Cole Hamels, Carlos Ruiz, uh, Utley, Rollins, uh, Ryan Howard was still there. And then you you add Cliff Lee, add Roy Halladay. It was an unbelievable team filled with Hall of Famers. And if that team had won the World Series, it would have cemented the Phillies of the late 2000s, early 2010s, as one of the great National League teams of all time, also probably would have made it the greatest Philadelphia run in their sports history. Name a better one. 
name a better one. I, I I ask you, you know, two World Series titles. I think would have would have clinched that. And of course, that team shockingly lost to a Cardinals team, which on paper didn't seem like they even belonged there. They got in the final day of the season. Well, now the baseball gods have reversed the script. And it's the Phillies who got in on the final day of the season and a team which on paper looks like a fine team. I didn't think they were a bad team. I didn't think they were getting past St. Lou. I sure didn't think they were going to get past Atlanta and to actually go to the World Series. And, you know, let's review some of the stuff that happened. I mean, they went back and forth. The Padres had to come from behind game in game two. And then you had, uh, you know, game three uh, was the one where it was, you know, Musgrove pitched very, very well. But, you know, you had the the leadoff home run by Schwarber. And it was, you know, a little bit back and forth. And Sir Anthony uh, Dominguez held on to the lead at the end. Then you had last night, which was Saturday's game. And... The Astros had just finished smacking the Yankees around and it looked like that was going to be a, a potential sweep. And the Padres stepped up to the plate, scored four runs, four runs before the Phillies even came to bat. And it looked like uh, it looked like a narrative was being written for us, that Houston, New York was going to be over soon, and Padres, Phillies is going to go at least six, maybe seven. And that 4 nothing lead became 4-3 with a Reese Hoskin home run. And then, you know, it was back and forth and back and forth, Soto homers. And, um, you know, Reese Hoskins hits another home run. And finally, the Phillies take the 10 to 6 victory on Saturday evening. Sunday, in in a in bad weather, and the, uh, the Phillies wind up get, taking the lead with you, Darvish, looking pretty good. But Reese Hoskins, once again, gets a big home run. And Juan Soto, once again, gets a home run to make it 2-1. to one. And then uh, Bell homer to tie the game. And they brought in, I thought they took out uh, Wheeler too soon. I think Wheeler still had some gas left in the tank. And I think they went to Sir Anthony too soon. And it was pitching in the, in the terrible weather. Let up those three wild pitches. The last one scored the uh, Azokar, the uh, pinch runner, to give San Diego the lead. And then, you know, they just couldn't hold on to it. Stacey Gotsoulias of Lockdown Yankees tweeted um, shortly after the seventh inning ended, Bryce Harper's going to win this with a home run. Guess what? Harper came up, hit the opposite field home run. Philadelphia takes the lead. But, you know, give San Diego credit because the Phillies were in a situation where they suddenly had the lead with three outs to go, but they had already burnt through some of their best relievers. They had already burnt through uh, Dominguez. They had already burnt through uh, Alvarado. They brought in uh, David Robertson, who has a very, very rare resume for a current player, and that is he is a player who has won a World Series as a member of the Yankees. He was a member of the 2009 Yankees who defeated the Philadelphia Phillies. He's still hanging around. And he did, he walked the two batters and only got the one out. And so you had two on and one out, and they brought in Ranger Suarez, who started uh, uh, game three for uh, game two or three. I can't remember. Well, he, he started. And the bunt was laid down. 
Okay. Not thrilled about the bunt. But I do understand the bunt if they were trying one thing. Obviously, you're you, with one out, you're not trying to make a sacrifice. But maybe, just maybe, you have a pitcher who hasn't relieved in a while, throwing from the, you know, from the left side. You've had rain. You've had wet grass. Maybe, just maybe, the thought is, I could throw a little Bavanarchy in here. I could lay down the bunt. If the ball slips out of someone's hands, they throw the ball away. I, I, I get it. You're trying to force anarchy here. Obviously, what you want is an upper deck home run. But think of all the things that could have gone wrong with the bunt. As I said, wet grip on the ball. You drop the ball. You don't have a good thing on it. You throw wide. You miss it. It dies. It rolls in a weird place. You slip trying to run to it. There's a lot of potentially bad things that could have happened with the bunt. And maybe you're also thinking the worst case scenario is a hit gives us the lead. Alas, that's what happened. And then the uh, NOLA pops up and the Phillies are going to the World Series. I, I didn't really have a dog in this fight. I went to a game in Philadelphia this year. I have lots of friends who are big Phillies fans. And I like it when stars win. And Bryce Harper's a big star. But I also have a huge soft spot in my heart for San Diego. One of the teams that have never won the World Series. Bob Melvin is a potential Hall of Fame manager who only is missing the World Series title on his resume to have it be a real conversation. And San Diego is a team, and I'm going to get into this a lot in segment two, but San Diego and Philadelphia are both teams that went for it. And I think that's the sort of thing that should be rewarded now. I also just wanted a game seven. When I have two teams, I kind of like both of the teams. I wanted to go seven. And you know what? If San Diego was able to hold on to a 4 nothing lead in the first or be able to hold on to this lead that they had in the eighth inning, at least the series would have been going back to San Diego. But it's not. And you know what? Things are going to be made about the fact that it's an 87-win team. Things are going to be made about their team that got to the World Series on a slot that didn't exist until this year with the expanded playoffs. But give the Phillies credit. They had to beat a really good St. Louis team, star-studded St. Louis team. They had to beat a defending World Series champion Braves team that couldn't possibly have ended the season any hotter than they did. And they had to beat another team that looked like was Destiny's Child, being the San Diego Padres. So they have punched their ticket. And they can feel super secure that even though they may not have had the best regular season, that they can feel secure that they've earned this spot to the World Series because the hill was so climb, uh, so steep to climb. And you're going to be talking about security. Well, guess what? It's time to talk about Simply Safe. As everyone knows, athletes rise and fall in the ranks, but when it comes to saving money, Simply Safe always saves on top. And right now, you can save big with Simply Safe Home Security. They're giving listeners 40% off their advanced security system. Simply Safe was just named the best home security system of 2022 by U.S. News. I have it in my home. I love it. You'll love it too. Because Simply Safe, you have your safety, and it's the only thing that matters. 
with 24-7 professional monitoring when a threat is detected. Simply Safe's monitoring professionals promptly contact you and dispatch first responders to your home, even if you're away or unable to respond. 24-7 professional monitoring costs under a dollar a day. That's less than half the cost of ADT's traditional professional installed plans. Simply Safe blankets your home with protection with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door. HD security cameras for inside and outside your home and smarter ways to detect motion that only alert you when a threat is real. And even hazard sensors that can detect fires, floods, and other threats near your home. Don't miss this chance to save big when you protect your home with the best. Get 40% off your order when you visit simplysafe.com slash MLB today. Customize the perfect system for you in your home for just a few minutes. That's simplysafe.com slash MLB today. Go today. There's no safe like Simply Safe. My cousin Dave is a rabid Mets fan, and he pointed out to me that the last three full seasons that we've had, 362-game seasons, the teams that have gone to the World Series have included a wild-card Nationals team, a Braves team that was sub-90 wins, and now a Phillies team that only got into the playoffs because of the expanded playoffs. By the way, the Nationals of that group was by far the best team with 93 wins. Those are the last three representatives for a full season. I'm not now the the COVID season of 2020 was only a 60 game season, so clearly they're not going to have a 100 win team in that year. But in each one of those years, by the way, Dodgers won 100 some odd games in 19. They won 100 some odd games in 2021 and in 2022, and they didn't get to they 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 only got past the first round once in any of those. But that's a different story. Um, so the Met fans are watching yet another NL East team who didn't dominate during the regular season go to the World Series. Meanwhile, I'm here in Los Angeles County, and I'm I'm surrounded by Dodger fans here. And Dodger fans are still shell-shocked. They don't know what happened. They've beaten up the Padres their whole lives. And they looked up and they saw the Padres go to the NLCS instead of them. Now, some of them are sighing relief that, well, they aren't fun, you know, at least they don't have to watch the Padres in the World Series, but this Padres team is going to be good next year. They're going to be good. They're going to be good for the next couple of years. And I'm going to talk a lot about this moving forward, especially in the offseason. But there is the lesson, and I've talked about this before, but I'll say it again. A lesson should be learned. Two real lessons should be learned from this year's run to the postseason. Yeah, 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 you can whine and say, like, oh, this just shows that the regular season doesn't matter, da-da-da-da-da, and I understand why someone would say that. But here's what it also should do. It should put a fire under teams to say, do you know what? If we're within striking distance, go for it. If we can go for it, do it. If we can pick up that big player, if we can pick up that free agent, if we can make that midseason move, do it. If you think you're on the bubble, try to push yourself over the top. 
if you think spending a little bit more money or maybe sacrificing a little bit of the future will give you a good present now, do it. Do it. Remember, I, I always love to talk about the rule of seven. The rule of seven is you don't really have a concrete sports memory until you're about seven years old. Well, think about it. If you're a Philadelphia Philly fan, okay? Now, before this year, the last time the Phillies were in the playoffs was the aforementioned 2011 team. That was 11 years ago. By the rule of seven, if you're a Phillies fan who's 18 years or younger, you don't really have a memory of your team doing anything in the postseason. Not really. And, you know, maybe a vague memory, but that's it. 18 years or younger, you don't remember. So now every single Phillies fan from 18 to now, you know, 18 to 7, has a concrete, fun memory that's theirs. They're probably sick to death of hearing about uh, uh, Cole Hamels and Ryan Howard and Chase Utley and Jimmy Rollins, just like that generation was sick to death of hearing about Tug McGraw and Mike Schmidt, Greg Luzinski, and Steve Carlton. It's theirs now. And they now have baseball memories to last for a long, long time. San Diego, okay, San Diego did play in the COVID year. I'll grant you that. But they didn't have a single home game in that postseason. And 2020 was weird, let's face it. So going back to the last time it was a regular uh, postseason, one where they even had a single home game, was 2006. And that means anyone, using the Rule 7, anyone 23 years old or younger has no memory of a home game being played in San Diego, a home playoff game. Now they have the memories of being the Mets and the Dodgers. A whole generation has fun memories of an exciting team and some fun things happening in the postseason. Yeah, they didn't get to the World Series. Philadelphia did. But you woke up a fan base. San Diego had memories for their fans this year that they can then roll over till next year. And Philadelphia fans forget about it. They're able to have memories that could last a lifetime. Even if they get to the World Series, and let's presume the Astros are going to win, and get bombed by the Astros, they'll still have the memory of saying, I saw my team in the World Series. And we've seen how unpredictable this postseason is. Watch them win it all. The Phillies finished one game ahead of the Milwaukee Brewers. If the Phillies had lost two games, or the Brewers had won two games, just somewhere along the line, Milwaukee would have been in, and Philadelphia would have been a completely forgotten team. But they went for it. They made a few moves, and they also took a look, and they said, hey, we have a manager here. It's not quite working. It's a high-profile manager, Joe Girardi, and one who I believe was a good signing when they did it. I was all for the Phillies signing Joe Girardi. And I'm going to get a little bit to Girardi a little bit at the end. But they made a move. They said, you know what? It's not, it's not working this year. Let's make a move and do it now. And if they didn't do it then, if they had waited, then maybe that one-game gap ahead of the Brewers would have been many more games back of the Brewers. And again, nobody remembers this Philadelphia team. Same thing with San Diego. Hey, 
we'll trade for Hader. But more importantly, the most coveted player, Soto, is out there. Let's trade some for our future because we have a present now. We have an opportunity now. Yeah, it's frustrating for Met fans and for Brave fans and for Los Angeles fans who saw their team put up triple-digit win totals only to see them not even make it to the League Championship Series. Hell, the Mets didn't even make it past the Wild Card Series. But for those teams floating around, especially those who haven't given their fans any real memories for over a decade, go for it. Sacrifice some future. Spend some of that money. Every single owner. Yes, the owner of the Rays. Yes, the owner of Oakland. Yes, the owner of Pittsburgh. Yes, the owner of Cleveland. They all have piles and piles and piles of money that they choose not to spend. The Padres said, well, let's spend some of it. Let's go. And the Phillies did the same thing. It wasn't just Harper. It was Rio Muto. It was Wheeler. It was uh, Kyle Schwarber. And when the came, came push came to show, I said, ah, it's not working with the manager. Let's make a move. Let's go for it. Harper is worth every penny, as is Machado. Whether or not the Phillies win the World Series, whether or not the Padres ever make it to the World Series, those two signings are worth every penny because it put the team back on the map. It gave the fans, the fans say that three times fast, something to cling to. Go for it because you could get that last spot and that could take you further than you could imagine. Now, I had mentioned Joe Girardi. I do think Joe it must be strange if you're Joe Girardi watching the team that you were managing at the beginning of the year go all the way to the World Series and people pointing to the moment that he got fired as the moment that everything fell into place. But you know what? Maybe it wasn't the right fit. As I said, I thought I was all for the, the acquisition of Joe Girardi as the manager of the Philadelphia Phillies. I thought he was an ideal pick. Didn't work out. Didn't work out. But now he's floating out there, and I think he would make a decent manager. And one of the teams I thought he might make a decent manager with was the Texas Rangers, a team that has a little bit of talent. They signed, they signed some big free agents last year, Simeon and Corey Seager and John Gray. And they also have some young talent, but they it didn't click with the team. And I thought, well, I wonder if Girardi is going to be there. And then, get your drinks out, folks. I'm going to say it. Then there's Bruce Bochy's lieutenants. I thought, well, maybe that would be a good place for one of Bruce Bochy's lieutenants. You know, the, the Roberto Kellys, the Hensley Mullins of the world. But then came the shocker. Bruce Bochy, not the lieutenant. Bruce himself, my dad's favorite manager, Boach. My dad would say that over and over, Boach, Boach, Boach. The manager of the year, three-time World Series winner, four-time pennant winner. He was manager of the year with the Padres in 1996. Never won manager of the year with the Giants, oddly enough. But took the Giants to three, every single San Francisco Giant World Series winner was managed by Bruce Bochy. He also took the Padres to the World Series in 1997, uh, 1998, sorry, and to the playoffs in 96 and 2005 and 2006. If he comes to the Texas Rangers and they wind up going to the postseason, he will be someone 
would have managed three different franchises to the postseason in four different decades. He's already a Hall of Famer. I thought he was riding off into the sunset. But you know what? Good for the Rangers. Good for the Rangers to say, hey, uh, we could get the lieutenant or we could get the real McCoy. Bochi is a legitimately great manager. He's someone, obviously, he needs the horses and everything like that. But he's also someone you trust with the team. And who would you look at more as a potential winner as a manager than Bochi himself? And this is an example of the Texas Rangers saying, hey, wait a minute. We've never won the World Series. We're one Nelson Cruz leap away from winning the World Series, but we haven't done it. And they had, they had a wonderful 2010s where they went to two World Series and the playoffs again in 2012, in 2015, and 2016, and narrowly missed the playoffs in 2013. They actually lost a one-game playoff with Tampa Bay. And you take a look, and you still have the Seagers on the team and the Simeons, and you have the Tavares's of the world, and you see some other young players of that team who could potentially give them some talent in the, you know, hoping that the Astros at one time stub their toe. But give the Rangers credit. They are following the blueprint that the Padres and the Phillies have given us, which is go for it. If you need to make a managerial change, make it. If you need to make acquire a star player, sign him. Because you're trying to create entertainment for the summer and memories. The, enter, the product is a summer product. It's entertainment for the summer. But the memories you build in October are what you think about over the winter and buy season tickets for in the spring so you have that entertainment in the summer. And the Rangers are looking and said, you know what? doesn't have to be a big market team. doesn't have to be a relevant team. When the Padres signed Manny Machado and the Phillies signed Bryce Harper, their franchises were irrelevant. They were losers of many, many years in a row, non-contenders. And they made the moves where they finished in the League Championship Series and the Phillies are off to the World Series. And maybe the Rangers are going to follow suit. But either way, go for it. When in doubt, make a memory. Not everything the Padres did worked. The Hosmer signing didn't work. But they went for it. I'm not saying be reckless. You have to see, okay, are we we have the team? Are we a couple of players away? Are we a couple of coaching changes away? If the answer to that is yes, then go for it. Now, if you're Pittsburgh right now, Actually, what I've been saying for Pittsburgh is different. They should see at the always in spring training, there's a bunch of unsigned veteran free agents. The Pirates should sign all of them and hope that some of them, you know, click. But if you're a team that could be on the verge of doing something, always go for it. Always go for the third spot. Because do you what? You could be building some great memories. Now, I wanted to get this one in because, A, I felt a a lot I want to talk about with this series and of course they've got nola and they got wheeler and whomever they face looks like it'll probably be houston but if the yankees pull off a 2004 red sox you know bless them uh you're gonna have a rested and ready phillies squad with two excellent pitchers at the top looking to face whomever 
is going to come out of the American League, probably going to be the Astros. But I also want to get this out before that one. Uh, before now, right now the uh, Yankees and Astros are in a rain delay. It hasn't been officially postponed yet, so they could later be playing. And I have no doubt if they play that tonight, I'll have a ton of thoughts about that. But I didn't want the Phillies and the Padres to get shortchanged. So congratulations, Phillies. And hey, congratulations, Padres. You're a relevant team now. Welcome back, Tatis, when he comes back. Smack him around a little bit for not being here. And look up and say, hey, we got a good team. And we could build upon what we had last year. And I'm going to be building upon uh, all the goodwill from the people who have been following my podcast. And, uh, oh, hey, who do we got? Uh, Adam Scott Bristol wants to chime in here. Where are you, Adam? What do you say? He said, uh, for broaching the Hall of Fame, it's interesting. He's 26 games below 500 as managerial right now. Great. He also has uh, four trips to the World Series and uh, three victories. And uh, uh, don't make me get mad at you, Adam Scott Bristol. Hey, but thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, I'm going to be doing a next show. It's going to be on the the Yankees Astros and also I have a special bonus episode for the audio listeners uh, regarding why October 24th is a special day for me as a podcaster Adam Scott Bristol knows and some of you who've been following me since the old Sully baseball podcast days know that so um, thanks so much for listening to today's show and hey when you're not listening to us you should listen on your second listen should be the Locked On Sports Today podcast. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. It's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, wherever you get podcasts. Praising the Phillies and the Padres for going for it and giving their fans great memories. This has been Locked On MLB for the 23rd day of October 2022. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Congratulations, Phillies, and you can call me Sully.